All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments no. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, 
and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Use promo code CONVODD. Ding dong. Capital C. I've forgotten two days in a row now. Capital C, capital D's, all one word. CONVODD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Quadrelli. And as always, across from me by the man who built the place, our technical producer is Alex Allard. And we're going to bring him in in a few minutes here because we've got a very funny story. Although we started with some technical difficulties today, but yesterday's was was just fantastic. This was a simple Wi-Fi cutout, simple uh, that sort of stuff. But Alex, our technical producer, and Alex will bring you in now. Our technical producer, Alex Allard, lost power completely yesterday when Chris was doing his prospect support. And I I am claiming innocence on this. I know people are going to say that I was the one that uh, spiked Alex's uh, power because I don't want to hear the prospect report. But that is not what happened. We just uh, we lost all power during the prospect report, which was very funny. So those of you that were watching the YouTube live stream, and I see some of you are already in there now, uh, in the comments section, shout out Lisa Martin, shout out Wyatt A., the stanchion, Brody Paxton, and Chris French, once again, having the first comment on the YouTube live stream. But Alex, can you just tell the listeners what happened yesterday? Yeah, after Faber was, you know, really talking up that we could go to video and all this, um, just as we went to Faber full screen, I lost power at my house, Wi-Fi down, computers down. Thankfully, the show kept going because I'm remotely controlling a computer somewhere else. But uh, so Faber was stuck on air there for a good 10 minutes calling for a video that I was, had no idea he was calling for. And I couldn't text you guys. My Wi-Fi was down. So it was a great moment in yeah, was, Canucks conversation history, really. It was, you know, we were expecting there to be hiccups on the first day of going live. But, you know, for the most part, it was good. It was just that one thing that happened. And today, yeah. we're uh, we're going to hit the ground running because we've got Dan Murphy joining us shortly here. Dan Murphy of Sportsnet is going to join us. But before he does, Chris, and also we've got a really good poll question, the Atlas Goods poll question. Uh, there's going to be a poll up on Canucks Army as well uh, that you can vote in. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But before we do that, Chris, let's start. Let's get started here. We're switching cameras, folks. We're switching cameras like is. we always do. Well, at first, I too, like... I had the wrong camera on yesterday as well. So now I got this new camera. My face is much more uh, rosy. Funny. So I don't. I had the laptop camera going on accident yesterday. So now we're uh, in a better spot as well. I had minor technical difficulties. We barely made it to air here, though, too. Yeah, you were running around. I'm plugging oh, my routers. goodness. I, there's a button in the router I've never pressed before. Apparently, <laughs> it fixes everything. So I just went and pressed that. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Right off the top, let's get with the 7-2 loss to the Edmonton Oilers Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I, I mean, we, we talked about it yesterday. It's not like we were coming in here to talk about this roster. I can't believe they lost. Yeah, we, we knew they were going to lose, I think, to a certain degree. We also kind of knew that uh, that was going to be a strong Edmonton Oilers team out there. I thought the effort level was better. Like, I did think that the Canucks came out and looked at least up to par for parts of the first 40 minutes. We saw the kind of last 10 minutes game definitely got away. Let's, let's not forget. This is like a four, two game with a few minutes left. So it was, it was a strong performance from a weak Canucks lineup that was put together. I just, in general, I loved the effort a lot more. Yeah. And, and I think that was the thing that you take away from it, right? It is effort level and systems and all that sort of thing. And I gotta be honest with you, Chris, it kind of felt like you were watching that game and you could kind of see the difference between a guy like Curtis Lazar and a guy like Jason Dickinson. I, I don't want to zero in too much on any two people, but 
Let's talk about those two because I think Jason Dickinson's effort level compared to Curtis Lazar's effort level, you take Dickinson and you kind of compare that to what we've seen from the Canucks regulars in the preseason. I don't think it was that far off, right? Like there was kind of a this attitude of, well, it's just preseason and, you know, I know I'm making the team, so it's fine. And to be honest with you, you've seen that attitude from some guys who, you know, aren't locks to make this team, right? Like I would even say Phil DiGiuseppe's looked solid, but there's been times where you're just like, does this guy think he's on the team already? And we like Phil a lot, and I'm really rooting for Phil DiGiuseppe to make this team. But you were looking for the sense of urgency, and last night, Curtis Lazar was probably the guy, and obviously Vasily Podkolzin. Let's be honest here. It was Vasily Podkolzin versus the Edmonton Oilers, and Vasily Podkolzin showed extremely well in that game, especially in the first period, just right out of the gate, taking over the game right away, it felt like, with Vasily Podkolzin. But Curtis Lazar's effort level, I really liked it last night, and I'd like to see some more Lazarian efforts. Uh, from the rest of the roster in the preseason here. I was a little, um, not surprised, but I guess maybe the lines that they came out that Curtis Lazar wasn't between Connor Garland and Vasily Podkolzin. I thought I thought Lazar had a good game in the role that he was put into, but that line, I tell you, like I, I think Canucks fans are really going to like that line, right? Like that line of Dakota Joshua, Curtis Lazar, and then insert third name here, whether it be a Jason Dickinson, potentially Niels Huglander when we start to see some injuries come back. Like there's just going to be that duo of Dakota Joshua and Curtis Lazar together, I think people are really going to like that. It's going to be one of those fourth lines that Vancouver Canucks fans tend to fall in love with. But, Quads, you're burying the lead on the player that stuck out last night. It took over Twitter at some point. Alex, go ahead and get this one up. Christian Wolanin. I don't think you've seen this yet, Quads. There's a little pre-show prep. You haven't done any of this. But oh, my pictures gosh. last night of Christian Wolanin, number 86 for the Canucks last night. A lot of great plays. <laughs> From the uh, the AHL NHL veteran, who uh, who is going to bring like he's going to bring a lot to the AHL team this year. He might end up being Superman out there. Yeah, for the team for people who aren't seeing this on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, for the podcast listeners, Chris just put up very poorly. He made this in Microsoft Paint. It's a picture of Superman, the comic book character version of Superman with Christian Willanen's face on it. There's a couple things in uh, in the show we're going to surprise you with. Me and Alex, uh, producer Alex, we've been behind the scenes, behind your back, putting together some things here to surprise you a little bit. Just like the radio show, I don't do any prep, folks. But I'll tell you what, Willanen, 22 minutes, he was the only Canuck to play over 20 minutes, and, and there was just little simple plays that he was making where you had to say, like, okay, there might there might be absolutely. something there. Absolutely. Again, guy was on the penalty kill. He was playing at 5-on-5 five five against an NHL lineup. He was quarterbacking the first power play unit. You kind of look at Willanen as being a guy who, you know, probably isn't going to make the team, but there's definitely a case for him either sticking around uh, on the roster, maybe not being a regular in the lineup, but again, being your first call-up from Abbotsford, right? Because before this, we weren't sure who that first call-up was going to be, right? Like, there's some more options on the right side. Obviously, Brady Keeper going down. Uh, he's gonna he's on waivers, actually, right now. But those are kind of what I was looking at is Christian Willen, and as a first call-up, isn't a horrible idea, especially if he's going to be replacing a guy like Jack Rathbone, um, you know, Kyle Burrows, these types of players who you can move the puck well. Uh, look, if, if you can move the puck like that, and I think it was Batch that tweeted this, if you can move the puck like that, uh, you deserve a long look. On the Canucks. Some guys who didn't get a long look. Well, first with, with <laughs> Willanen, I want to get into this real quick. We'll get into that. But yeah, like he's like 22 minutes of ice time. Uh, good to see him over the top. But let's not forget, and I think you, you quickly mentioned it there. Look at the lineup he was going up against, mm -hmm. right? I think that's kind of important here where the defensemen, none of them really stuck out aside from him. He made a couple of really good plays. Uh, shout out to Wyatt, who's in the chat there as well, that uh, he did make some of those sliding defensive plays that we love to yeah. see. That would have been Stanchi's material 100% for there. Uh, but... Aside from Olenin, 
is there any other name that kind of stuck out positively? You mentioned Vasily Pod in a little bit. And by the way, we're going to get to Murph in like five minutes here. So we got to get to the cuts yeah. in a minute as well. But no, any I, other name that you want to get to before we get to Colin cuts? Delia? I really okay. want to talk about Colin Delia. And we can go to the Canucks make cuts part of this, this segment because Colin Delia has been cut from the roster along with Archer Seelovs and Michael DiPietro. Now, Delia is going down to Abbotsford, but he has to clear waivers first, right? Those other two guys don't need waivers. Uh, as we take a look at Colin Delia's stats. Wow, I didn't know we had this either. That's fantastic. Uh, what do you think I do in here, though? I do prep the whole time while I'm well, in here. Well, hang on. I You're out there. You're liking your TikToks. What? So. I'm not on TikTok. I'm trying to explain that. Anyway, uh, Colin Delia goes down to the minors. I'm writing the article right now for CanucksArmy.com, hoping to have it out this afternoon on Tuesday afternoon, uh, just kind of about the conversation I had with Delia ahead of training camp and how you know he talked about how what he's learning so far in Vancouver is completely the opposite of what he was learning when he was in Chicago and how he was really looking forward to having some structure brought into his game. Uh, there's even a segment of that conversation where he points out that him and Spencer Martin look very similar. Uh, in terms of how they how they played the position, right? And Ian Clark kind of pointed this out to to Delia and said, "You you guys did the exact same thing. We fixed Martin. Now it's your turn to get fixed." So now it kind of looks like Delia is going to be uh, that guy out in Abbotsford who's you know looking for some progression, looking for some structure into his game, uh, and hopefully finds himself in the NHL uh, in the near future. But I would say, and again, this is in the article, but I know he's going down to the minors, and you never want to get sent down. But I would say almost as much as the Canucks are keeping their fingers crossed that they don't lose some goaltending depth here, I would say that Delia might even be keeping his fingers crossed that he doesn't have to leave the Canucks organization. And obviously you want an NHL shot, but I think Delia was really looking forward to getting to work with Ian Clark. So we'll see tomorrow um, what ends up happening there. But that's what I got on Delia is he's excited to kind of get get that new part of his game discovered and try and restructure his game. But I tell you what, I know he let in seven goals, but he looked good in Edmonton last night. Like, until the wheels fell off toward the end there, especially in the third period. And again, that was a lot of blown coverage in front of him. You go look at some of those plays and you can see why some guys are, uh, you know, no no knock on them, but why some guys are going to be going down to the AHL and, and learning some things. Uh, even Danilo Klimovich kind of sticks out there with the defensive coverage. But Colin Delia... Um, you know, I, I am excited to see what he does this year in Abbotsford and how much he can grow his game. Uh, we'll see if he's claimed on waivers tomorrow. Let's uh, mention the other guys that are going to require waivers. John Stevens, Guillaume Brisebois, Brady Keeper, Noah Juleson. Any name of note there? I think Brady Keeper might be the one that sticks out a little bit. It's like you'd like to stick in the organization. I don't think we're going to see a waiver claim on a player yeah. who missed all of last year. Yeah, exactly. That's my point, right? Is I, I think Kyle Burrows would be uh, somebody who would probably get claimed, but I don't think Brady Keeper's in that same conversation, like you said. Uh, by the way, Burrows is not on waivers. No, not on waivers, exactly. It was just... Back to my old thing of Once don't again, put Kyle Burrows on waivers. Yeah, confusing the people in the chat. <laughs> speaking um, of the chat, cat. speaking of the chat, we're getting a lot of a uh, lot of comments. James Kootenay said, uh, "Cameras and lighting looks better today. Good adjustments. It's just cloudier outside. That's that's why. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's literally. Well, just my cloudier. camera is different. Oh, I guess there's that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That might be what he's talking about. Yeah, I was just looking at mine and seeing. I, I look. Uh, it's just. It's just cloudier out, and obviously, cut to camera three here. We've got the beautiful view of. We're right over top of Rogers Arena. Just beautiful uh, downtown Vancouver. Looking over it. It's. It's a, it's a very nice place. Putting Alex on the spot again. There it is. Oh, there he goes. Alex. Alex crushes it every time. There we go. 
Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's quickly touch on all the other players that the Canucks did make cuts today. We mentioned the guys that are on waivers, John Stevens, uh, as well as Tristan Nielsen, Archie Baines, Danila Klimovich, Will Lockwood, Noah Juleson, Guillaume Brisebois, Wyatt Kalyanuk, Colin D'Elia, Archer Silovs, Mikey DiPietro. They are all sent to Abbotsford. Danny DeKaiser released from the PTO. I don't think there's any surprise there either. Nope. No, no name here that really surprises me. I do want to bring up that like Will Lockwood didn't really impress as much as we've seen him do in the past at training camp. I really didn't see him much in preseason games. I know that I think he, you know, at least when it comes to stats, it was like, wow, look at him. He's getting so involved. Lots of hits every game. It just didn't really show when you're watching the tape. I was expecting a little more from Will Lockwood uh, in preseason and training camp personally. I wasn't, I've spoken about this with you before, right? Is I I know everybody talks about Will Lockwood, like he's a prospect, the guy's 24. And again, I'm just looking at it and I'm saying, I don't understand why we would put uh, a bunch of time into somebody that could be replaced on waivers. You know, it's like, it's almost like what we're nearing with the Jet Wu conversation when people keep asking about Jet Wu. It's kind of in that same scenario where you're kind of looking at it and you're like, well, his time to become something is running out. So we'd like to see it soon. I think uh, the other thing I want to bring up is maybe just before we get to Murph, the, a quick thing here on the goaltending situation. Because if Dalia does go down to the A, you're looking at Arthur Silas, who was sent down today, doesn't require waivers. Mikey DiPietro doesn't require waivers. They're both in technically in Abbotsford right now. Dalia gets down there, then you have three bodies. We've heard the general manager say they do not want to have three bodies down there again this season. Is it, it's DiPietro to the ECHL or a trade, ECHL right? That's or a trade. But someone said to me today, someone that I was chatting with, just said, well, if you're not thrilled with the trade return, you probably won't be for a Mikey DiPietro trade. Why get rid of your depth, right? Why get rid of your depth at that position? Like, I, I know Mikey DiPietro obviously doesn't want to go down to the ECHL, and I, I don't think a lot of people thought we'd be having this conversation right now. But if you're the Canucks, I, I know you don't, you know, you don't want to get a reputation of being an organization that messed up a goaltender's um, development. But I also think the Canucks are kind of looking at it and saying, well, why would we just give up a depth piece for free uh, at a position where you need depth? Okay, let's get to Murph. Poor guy's been waiting for us. All right, we'll get to Murph now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Dan there Murphy. You very now. Dan Murphy from his couch. Beautiful. <laughs> That's right. Day off in Canucks land. So I'm on the couch. Got the dogs here. Guys. Oh wow! Beautiful. We're getting a call from Peaches. Uh, it's funny. Appearance. I I wanted to ask for the dogs at some point in the video, but Murph getting right to it. I love it. Wow. Well, they'll come back. We can have them back. <laughs> All right, Murph. What's your takeaways from the Canucks preseason so far? We don't want to like. Obviously, we're not looking at this and saying, "Oh, they've lost games." What's your actual takeaways from this preseason? Positive and negative. Uh, I mean, I think it has to be seen more negative than anything now. I, you don't want to read too much into the preseason, right? I mean, it's it's always process more than results, but I don't think the process has been that good. Now, they haven't had full lineups, and the one at Edmonton last night, of course, there was maybe like a handful of guys that will crack the opening night roster. But I just look at some of the games, and they still look slow, to me, uh, the game in, in Seattle was especially concerning. Um, you know, uh, you could see Bruce at the end of the game was visibly frustrated. Uh, so I don't want to read a lot into it, but I mean, there's certain ways you want to lose. And I think last night's loss in Edmonton was a far more comforting loss, even though it was 7-2, than the one in Seattle a couple nights prior. One, because of the lineup, and two, because of the way they competed until the last three minutes and went off the rails. So. I would think uh, that this team that is stressed, you know, so much about needing to get off to a good start uh, would look to have a little more jump so far in the preseason, uh, but that hasn't happened. Yes, there's been injuries. The one guy that was going to add some speed to the lineup, Mikheyev, went out in his first game. Uh, Besser's not there, of course. Uh, Dermott is not there. But I just, so far, I haven't really seen that urgency. And again, I don't want to read too much into preseason, but this is a group that needs to get off to a good start. And I haven't seen a whole lot of cohesion yet. I guess looking at what we've seen so far, it does kind of like you mentioned, it's almost just watching the games. It's not looking at results, but just from what you're seeing, watching the games, even looking at, you know, you've been one of the only guys in the media here on the road here, but seeing what Bruce Boudreaux has been like after some of these games, I mean, we didn't see a lot of that from Bruce Boudreaux last season. That's why I think we're not worrying, but there are like certain things you should be concerned about. And it just feels like the big thing seems to be speed. It was even brought up from Boudreaux that like we couldn't keep up with the speed of the Seattle Kraken. That's yeah. that's something that, you know, concern or worry, you can put it in a little bit of both at that point. Because if team speed is going to be something that you can't see in preseason, how are you just going to immediately turn it on in regular season? Or do you think that's like a possibility, Murph? Like, can you... Can you quickly just flip a switch for the regular season? Like, do a lot of players look at preseason and just think, like, it's preseason, right? What What am I going to get yeah. out of this? Like, how do you kind of look at the equation for for really turning it on for the regular season? Well, I mean, I, I think there's two things. Well, first off, I mean, I, I don't think this team, even with McKayev, is a fast team, right? But, um, you know, even the fact that they have been moving the puck quickly, uh, the fence and the forwards don't seem to be on the same page. 
Um, they haven't broken out effectively at all. They've been bothered by uh, the four check with puck retrievals and support. So that kind of stuff. If they clean that up, they're going to play a lot faster, uh, even if you don't have the fast guys in the lineup. Um, you know, I do think there is a scenario where the veterans say, okay, it's time to go. Like, I fully expect, first off, the next couple of games to have a fully representative lineup in Abbotsford and then home on Friday to the Coyotes. And I, I do envision a scene on Wednesday in Edmonton where, you know, this team comes out well, with their hair on fire. But that doesn't mean you're going to win. That doesn't mean you're going to beat Edmonton. That doesn't mean you're going to keep up with them. But I do think the veterans are, at this point forward, are probably going to uh, really, you know, I don't want all the cliches, but pull up their bootstraps. It's like, okay, guys, we got two games left. Uh, we know how we started the last couple of years. We can't chase and make the playoffs. It's impossible. So now is the time. Uh, so I do envision this team being much, much better tomorrow in Abbotsford, Friday against the Coyotes at home, and then and then on Wednesday in, in Edmonton. But the danger is, I mean, this no matter what, even if they play, you know, 50 70 percent better that doesn't mean that they're still going to be better than edmonton uh they still start with five on the road uh so i, I would i would hope that they're going to be a whole lot better i would think that there will be a, a, a switch they can flip uh but that doesn't guarantee anything so you need to see something these last two games to give them you know something to build off or something positive uh for the home opener or sorry for the season opener in edmonton murph how much of a distraction has bull horvat's contract been because with all the talk of needing to get off to a good start and everything like that, to have a preseason like this where, you know, the veterans on some nights have looked invisible, how much of a distraction do you think Bo Horvath's contract has been? I, I really don't think it's been one yet. Um, and I don't think it's one because Bo won't let it become one. Um, maybe if he wasn't the captain, there'd be more to it. Um, you know, I do probably think he's not happy. Maybe he's a little perturbed. Um, you know, because I, I think probably he thought that maybe he should have been the priority uh, over Miller uh, to get the contract. And maybe that was the idea when the season ended last year. It's just not the way it played out. So I don't think Bo is going to make this about himself. I just don't think he's that type of guy. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they say, OK, let's just not talk about it anymore until we figure it out. Uh, Pat Morris is an insanely tough negotiator. Um, I think that, uh, this, you know, I don't think it will be an easy negotiation, uh, but I don't think Miller's was either. And they figured that out once they really tried to get it done. So I, I don't think it's a distraction at this point. And I think they're lucky it's not one because of the player, right? Bo is not going to make this about himself. Uh, he is the captain. He'll say the right things. I don't think it's going to affect his play. In fact, I think a guy like Bo might play a little bit angry or a little bit frustrated, and uh, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing when you're talking about that player. Murph, my producer, is in our ear right now saying, talk about Kuzmenko. I built that ticker down there to talk <laughs> Dan Murph on Kuzmenko. Uh, obviously, the two goals, one assist the other night. Looked like he's going to get at least a chance to be on the first power play. You know, see, that's why our producer wants it. He built this graphic, nice graphic. for us here. Nice graphic. <laughs> Good stuff, Alex. You're getting the props here. Um, but – your thoughts. I mean, it looked like you fit in well on that power play units. Obviously, get the two goals and the one assist the other night. I think Canucks fans have also just really liked watching the way that he plays, the way that he's kind of broadcasted by the Canucks on social media. There's a lot to like about this guy. Can you read much into what we've seen just in preseason and kind of training camp skates as well? Like, how much do you think this guy looks like a legit NHL player? And specifically, a guy who's going to be on a first power play unit, likely playing top six as well. Uh, I, I mean, I would say he, for me, he's looked better than I thought he might. 
Um, you know, I think that clearly he reads the game extremely well. Um, clearly he's having no trouble adjusting to the size of the ice. Um, he's having no trouble playing with uber talented line mates. Um, he understands his role in the power play. His shot is incredible. Uh, he finds the right spaces. I've, I've been more impressed with him than I thought I would be. And again, it's early, it's preseason. Um, you know, I kind of thought, you know, these kind of players that come over at this, at this age, having a season like that, they still, to me, always seem like projects, you know, and more often they don't work out than they do in my experience over the last, what, 20 years. So I've been, you know, pleasantly surprised with how he's looked. Um, I think he can, at this point, be an effective uh, top six forward. So, I mean, that's, that's house money. That's found money. That's, uh, you know, a minimum contract. that I guess he could double it with his bonuses. Um, so for me, that's been one of the, the real bright spots so far of this camp is that, hey, I think they did get a player. And I guess there was a reason why more than half the league was trying to recruit this guy. Um, he's looked legit. Murph, it's the subject of our poll question. I told you I was going to ask it. Elias Pedersen, the younger one, the defense prospect. Oh, yeah. What's a good nickname for him? Repeaty, DPD, or Pete D? <laughs> well, I call the dogs Pete and Repeat. Um, so, I mean, maybe Repeaty. You could also go with EP squared. Mm -hmm. right? Oh, I like EP2. that. EP2. But of the choices you gave me, I like Repeaty better because oh, it, it, sound, it, it sounds like he is going to you know, repeat what Pedersen has done. And that's got to be the hope for this, this club. But off the top of my head, I will also go with EP squared, right? Because I think that could work as well. I disagree, but whatever. <laughs> it's, I, I remember like we were at uh, Penticton Young Stars and I, I, DPD like slipped out when I was chatting with Harm about it. And I was like, that's perfect. DPD, that's it. So that's, that's what yeah, I'm going yeah. with anyway. Yeah. I don't know. DPD sounds like we're, we're demoting them. We're putting him down. Exactly. There you go. There's been a couple other things people haven't liked about DPD as well. There's some, some letters there. That don't <laughs> but exactly. Murph, uh, Canucks are out to Abbotsford tomorrow to face the Edmonton Oilers. I've been out to Abbotsford a ton, seen a lot of games out there. So I'm curious, have you had a Lully's famous hot dog and your travels out to Abbotsford at all? Because that is the thing to get at the Abbotsford Center. I have not. Um, I mean, I've been to that rink a few times. Uh, but I haven't had a dog. I am going out there. We're not broadcasting the game tomorrow, but I am going out there um, to get the post-game stuff. Uh, I'm from Abbotsford, as you guys know. Uh, so I'm going out. My buddies are getting a suite. It's the 10th anniversary of one of my best friends passing cancer. So I'm going to see a bunch of my buddies uh, and get post. So maybe during one of the periods, I will get one of those dogs and I'll come back to you with, uh, with uh, my assessment of it. Because, of, of course, I... Like anyone, I like a good dog at a, at a, at a hockey game. It's, it's too bad. I was hoping for a broadcast, like one of the, the cut scenes down to you, and I'm sure mean potential of you eating a hot dog. you got to be careful with that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that this has got to be something. I mean, as you know, we've always done pictures of Cheech on the road with, with fast food and stuff, and I have to figure out a way to, to, to get someone to really give me a walkthrough on TikTok because I think it's a missed opportunity going into the season. I got to figure something out at the restaurants with Shorty and Cheech uh, to post more content for that kind of stuff because I think um, fans deserve it.
at this point. Absolutely. We'll help you get set up it's on a Batch. TikTok. Batch is your guy. This guy's no, got no. millions of followers on We can help. We I need someone merch. to really show me how to like to post the content, uh, the ideal length of the content, the proper hashtags. I need all that. And and it's you know, it's not gonna be easy. I'm a middle aged white dude that's got no clue. Um, but I, I think I have to figure that out at some point. Uh, even if it's awkward, that might make it better. Uh, because clearly Shorty and Cheech are more awkward than me. But I think it's a missed opportunity if we don't get something going at this point. Absolutely. We'll, we'll help you get set up. Murph, thanks for joining us, my friend. Uh, as, as always, uh, wishing you the best. Thanks for joining us. All right. Well, we'll there's Peach. Oh, my yeah. gosh. We got a dog. Oh, she's tired. Yeah. And Cosmo. There's Cosmo saying goodbye, too. Oh, yeah. Not having any of it. This is the good stuff. <laughs> this is the good stuff. Next time, I'll show you, next time I'll show you the Halloween decorations. All right. <laughs> Can't wait. Chat then. Thanks, Murph. Okay, boys. Take care. There he is. Dan, Dan Murphy. Murphy. Legend. Just legend. And I got to tell you, that TikTok is going to be fantastic. I'll give it a follow. Give it a follow. So let's get to our poll question here. Uh, Atlas Goods poll question. Tell me, uh, tell me what's going on. Look at well, that. Look how fast us. Alex Look at is Alex going on there. there. You've heard us talk about Atlas Goods before, folks. They are the creators of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight out of your microwave or air fryer. They're like nothing you've ever tried before. And you can get your hands on some by using promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order at atlasgds.com. Well, I'll tell you first, Alex. Operated. Yeah, whatever. Alex, get in there and vote for us. We got to see the results here. Yeah, Alex, what does Alex, Alex you pick? live give us your pick. He's got this live up here. The options as we go I'm through angry. them. I'm oh, angry. Where's he going? Going with Repeaty, and he's wrong. DPD, Repeaty, other in the right in as. And as always, I'm angry. Chris, so far leading the vote, and you'll be happy about this, with 50% DPD, 29.6%. Repeaty, uh, six percent say other. I don't know if we have many write-in votes. I honestly haven't checked. And thirteen point nine percent say they're angry with this poll. I think it's fantastic. Uh, by the way, shout out to the YouTube comment section because they are weighing in. Uh, they are very happy about Murph showing us his dogs. And uh, there was someone in there that says, "Speaking of hot dog," and I don't know where they're going with that, but. There's a lot uh, going on in the YouTube chat. So thank you to everybody uh, for joining us in the YouTube chat. But Atlas Goods, uh, sponsor of the poll question. The the idea behind this poll question was because I keep changing it. When you Whenever you write anything, I always write it as repeaty in the Canucks Army articles. And I got final say. So flexing my editor muscles, changing it to repeaty. But I, like I said, if DPD wins or whatever wins, and, and keep in mind, we're also putting a poll on CanucksArmy.com, so you can vote again, folks, and remember to vote for Repeaty. No, you keep voting like you're voting. We're tallying, we're tallying all the votes, the total votes. We're going to tally all of them, uh, and we're going to come on a conclusion. Okay, prospects report. Yeah, Elias Pettersson, prospect. More prospects. We got a ton to get to. Had a really good day, actually, here watching uh, a couple of Swedish prospects playing for the Vancouver Canucks. Alex, we're going to try us out a little new uh, prospects report here to see how this goes. Uh, we're going to flip this over. Let's take a look. At, uh, at LeCare Mackey, one of his shots on net today, flipping it over. Look at that. We got the video up and everything. Come check this out if you're listening to this podcast. Come on over to the YouTube right now. Uh, Jonathan LeCare Mackey scored. or His team ends up winning one nothing. They're playing in Elspenskin. We were a little worried about the wrist injury, um, which uh, I reported 
couple on Saturday when he wasn't playing wrist injury didn't look like it was going to be long term so that was good news to hear he was right back at it today on Tuesday (laughs) sorry this is a dangerous amount of power for you to have because for those that aren't on the YouTube right now we, the, the feed is literally just one Jonathan LeCaramacchi shot on repeat, just over and over. No, we got, see what we did, Alex, and we built this, uh, Alex put this together. When you start zoning out, we're going to pull this camera up hey, and show you I'm not TikTok, zoning yeah. out, I'm, in, I'm involved in the prospect report. Yeah. This is a dangerous amount of power for you to have. Alex, get him out of here. <laughs> Only when he starts to zoom out. There we go, thank you. LeCaramacchi highlights here. All right, see now. Uh, Highlight, no, singular. Well, single. No, I got more highlights because look, I, I'm coming up here now. Look at this. We're going to move on to, let's take, let's take a look at the assist. The assist from Jonathan LeCaramacchi because there, it, this was a boring game. I'm watching this whole game, Jonathan LeCaramacchi, trying to watch every single shift. Don't see anything happening. So uh, late in the game, three minutes and 32 seconds left. This happens. Jonathan LeCaramacchi comes on down here, picks up the puck, fires a wrist shot on net. The puck trickles through. It's on the crease there, gets tapped in. Jurgarden wins one nothing. So LeCare Mackey ends up picking up a primary assist. Good to see for him because the, the wrist injury kept him out last on the weekend here. Boom, he's back in the lineup as quick as Tuesday. Nothing long-term. Uh, Rick Dollywall reported, don't. Rick Dollywall reported that, uh, that, it was, that he had uh, x-rays done, negative on the x-rays. So that's good. He's back in the lineup today, and here it is. He's setting up... Uh, the game-winning goal and a one-nothing win. I tell you, I watch a lot of these games over here in Sweden. Of course, you know this quads. I'm watching all these Swedish games. Some of them, you, you're you're getting like seven-four games. That's good. It's exciting. It's it's back and forth. Champions League, all this fun stuff. No, not today. It was a one-nothing uh, snooze fest until that. Not even like a no power plays at all for uh, for pretty much the whole game. So that was unfortunate to watch. Let's see this. Watch this flip over again. Here we go. Lucas Forsell. He was also playing Champions League hockey. Lucas Forcell looked good. He's playing on the fourth line, but it felt like he was playing more minutes tonight, which is good. Uh, the 19-year-old, he's kind of been in the J20 league a little bit. Now back-to-back games for Lucas Forcell with the SHL team. Played in the SHL game the other day. This is Champions League where he's playing it right now. Nice little drive to the net. Here we go. Come down the right wing. Lucas Forcell, he's got wheels. He fires the wrist shot. Stopped, but uh, nice to see the 19-year-old getting some time in the SHL and uh, getting a nice little scoring chance. I thought he played well. He was put into a fourth-line role to start the game. That's where he looked like in the roster and the lineup to start. But I tell you, he played a lot more uh, than fourth-line minutes there. So that's just a quick little update. Mondays are going to be the big prospect report, right? Because I got a whole weekend of stuff to chat about. I was happy to see a couple games this morning. So this happened this morning, both these games. And Tuesday is when we have the uh, Blackfish report on Canucks Army. Okay. Time for the Betway wrap-up. Uh, our friends at Betway, we're going we're gonna to talk about them in a second here. But as part of the wrap-up, we've got about 10 minutes here to chat. I just want to quickly talk, Chris, because... Well, let me show people this one. I got the uh, oh boy, my American Gatorade. Grape Fierce. You remember when we had Fierce Gatorade in Canada? Is it your goal to make the podcast listeners just absolutely leave in droves? I'm, I'm, just, I'm sorry, but if you're going to give me a 10-minute betting segment here... It's not, it's not a 10-minute betting segment. The betting segment itself is 60 seconds, but Betway is the sponsor of the wrap-up. So as part of the wrap-up, I just want to talk, because in that conversation with Murph, we touched on the veterans, right? And I kind of alluded to the fact that I'm not really impressed with the way the veterans have been playing in the preseason and just the lack of urgency from everybody. And I want to talk about Connor Garland a little bit, 
Because I think that's a player who, you know, obviously he gets the call to go to Edmonton. He's playing on the first line with Silly Pod Colson. That's a player who didn't have the best first season in Vancouver by his own admission uh, and wants to be better this season, thinks he's going to be better this season. Even Boudreaux thinks he's going to be better this season. How could you not, right? For Connor Garland, I, I almost worry just, just from watching him if he's almost getting too into his head about last year and he's almost trying to do too much. Because, and I know this is kind of his game, but when he has the puck, I'm looking at him just saying, like, he's doing so much without doing anything, if that makes sense. Like, He's spinning, he's doing all that stuff, but I, I almost worry about the player and think like, okay, like maybe he's just too into his into his own head about like, I have to do everything I need to do better than I did last year. And it's causing him to have these little miscues because, you know, we've seen some brutal turnovers this season where he's just trying to do too much with the puck. What do you think about Connor Garland's season I, so far? Yeah, preseason. We talked about this last night when we were kind of getting ready for the show and we were saying who's been underwhelming. And I was thinking, you know, Will Lockwood for me. I was expecting a little mm-hmm. bit more. I was expecting a jump. I was expecting to see him have that same drive that he had in training camp last year. When you brought up Connor Garland, I was shocked. I, I think Connor Garland has been a guy creating five on five offense. Yes, he hasn't. I, I think what you're talking about might be showcased a little more and maybe why he doesn't have a ton of success on the power play. And I just, I like the creativity. I like the doing extra things at, at five on five because it does kind of almost shock the other team to a certain sure, degree. Sure, but it hasn't been lately. Like the preseason, it hasn't been. It's been turnovers. It's been losing the puck. It's not, I, I haven't seen Connor Garland be this stellar creator of offense like you're saying has happened. I, I haven't seen that at five on five in the preseason. Like he, he was good at creating offense last season. I, I look at this preseason and I, I've looked at Connor Garland and thought, this is one of the veterans that I've been the most disappointed with. Yeah, I'm not in the same camp of that. And it's not I, even like effort level like it is with some of the other veterans that we've kind of talked about, right? right it's so not then, even effort level. To that degree, it's like it's preseason. He doesn't have the points to, to back it. I'm not, I'm not worried about points. I'm talking about the turnovers. I'm talking about just trying to do too much and it leading hmm. to chances against. See, I'm not seeing it. I, I think Connor Garland's been playing fine. I don't think he's one of the veterans that, that you should be concerned with i don't want yeah concerned about i think that he's been a guy who is driving play and i think that yeah maybe there's a couple times where he loses puck but that's that's kind of the way that garland plays right at five on five you have to kind of take the good with the bad to that certain degree so yeah i i disagree i don't think he's been underwhelming i'm curious what the chat says about connor garland uh up to this point because i i think he's been a guy who's been completely fine yeah it's like i was blown i wasn't blown away but i was pretty surprised that you wanted to bring him up as a guy who, who underwhelmed in preseason. I, again, it's just it's it's just seeing him try and do too much. I'm almost looking at it and saying, okay, like like I said, I'm looking at it and saying, is this a player who's just getting too into his own head right now about, you know, needing to be better and he's just trying to do too much with the puck. And I uh, honestly, like, I don't want to go out and ask Bruce Boudreaux about it, but I'm pretty sure Bruce Boudreaux would have the same opinion about that. Interesting. All right, we want to move on to our bet here. Anything in the chat you want to get to? Nope. Uh, Brody this... Paxton suggested we get some hand-free mics, and I think uh, I think he's got a point here because he added, then we can see some big hand gestures. Someone pointed that out, that they uh, noticed that I had the hands going in the first uh, first two minutes of the show yesterday. I'm going to put Alex back on the spot here. Alex, bring up my uh, my Superman. Lo- my oh Superman. My I worked we hard on this. No I one... put this together myself right before the show. I did, last night, I'm up until 3 a.m. playing FIFA, but also creating this uh, this image here, Christian Wolanen. Okay, take us. We didn't the spend enough up. time today on uh, on Wolanin. He was going to show this to Murph. He likes the graphics. <laughs> we should have showed this one to Murph. 
Oh, I'll, this thing will be back throughout the season here, the Superman, and I'll just, you know, crop the head in there. Well, I think he's going to be a good depth option. Though. Yeah, I like think, you know what, him yeah. and I, you know who I also liked and is going to bring some depth and be a really good defenseman in the AHL is I like Wyatt Kalyanuk. I, you know, speaking of Connor Garland, there's a point at training camp where those two, like, went to nearly, like, you know, dropping the gloves almost. It felt like, like they were battling in front of the net. Uh, I think uh, I think Wyatt Kalyanuk is going to be another guy that hopefully can impress uh, in a similar way. But I did notice, like, you know, when we saw the cuts – Wolanin doesn't uh, show up on that list, right? I'm double checking here right now, but like Kalyanuk did, Wolanin, I guess, did enough last night to earn at least potentially another look, the or final, at least skate with the NHL team still. The final roster spot is basically between uh, Wolanin and Tucker Pullman, right? Which basically, is, what it comes down to: Cal Rose isn't getting sent down. Jack Rathbone's made this team. It basically comes down to Wolanin or Pullman. And good for uh, for Wolanin there. He gets to avoid uh, Abbotsford training camp. Because training camp uh, for the AHL team kicks off tomorrow, 10 a.m. Open to the public as well. T- at the uh, the Poco Center or whatever it's called there. Yeah. The uh, Pocos. They don't have hot dogs. They don't have burgers. They don't have <laughs> fries. The but they, they got a You're new rink. You're thinking of the wrong rink. It's a different rink in a different city, too. All right. You, could cut the, you can get this thing out of here now. The <laughs> <laughs> Willane and Superman thing. But okay. I, no, take us to the Betway yeah, wrap Let's up. get our Betway wrap up here. Double transition coming up here. I, got to, I mixed it up here. Baseball. Because, uh, I don't know, I'm not betting on, nobody's betting on preseason, right? Sorry, I've got no idea who did this in the Nation Network uh, mm-hmm. YouTube chat here. But we just got a poll thrown up. Well, Lane and her Pullman, it's a sub-Atlas Goods poll oh, question in the YouTube chat live. Folks, remember, that this show is live. It might be Alex. Alex will tell us, I'm sure. But uh, if if you have the chance, 1 p.m., Monday to Friday, we're live. You can interact with us in the chat. You can be involved in sub-poll questions throughout the show. I am voting Willanen. And 89% so far, it's only 10 votes, but 89% of voters say Willanen, 10% say Pullman as the guy to keep the final roster spot. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have to see how that one kind of plays out here because, yeah, I think it's going to be, um, tell you what, Tucker Pullman hasn't done much to kind of earn that spot up to this point. Yeah. And we we saw a guy who was in a similar spot with uh, with Danny DeKaiser who ends up getting cut now so he's no no longer part of this team let's get back to that bet here though yeah let's do the uh, betway betway wrap up betway right here. now my, starting uh, now my headphones just unplugged here vladimir guerrero jr ah whatever I don't you're giving things. me toronto blue jays betting lines i don't need these headsets um yeah because vladimir i'm not i'm just not in the mood for a hockey bet so betway.com uh, no, we got no promo code, eh? How about Julio Rodriguez? Well, then, if you want to do show prep, you are welcome to, Quads. <laughs> you are absolutely welcome <laughs> to do one second of show prep. That would be great. I got I got some people in the chat yesterday not happy about my Mariners hat. But Betway, that's your source for all of your betting needs. Uh, you go check them out. You got the wild card series between the Toronto Blue Jays and my Seattle Mariners. Although, I, I've explained this before. I, I like both teams. So, it's tough for me to pick one. But... You got a uh, soft spot. What? Where are you going with this bet? Look on the board here. We got. Uh, I I think eight. You put a. You put fifty bucks down on uh, on the this one here. You got uh, how much you getting back? Four hundred bucks. You get yeah. back if. Uh, but if you're betting fifty bucks on on little props like this, I tell you, maybe you know, check out our Patreon. If, check if, out if, our you're, Patreon. if you're throwing money away, check out the Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Canucks Convo. Yeah. But Vladimir Guerrero uh, to hit a home run. Eight to one. Eight. I'll take that. Against Baltimore and win the Blue Jays have to win. Yeah, is, uh, this isn't uh, this isn't for the uh, this isn't for the wild card. I was, yet. Yeah, I was peeping around uh, Betway today, and they got all these bonuses too. Bonuses. I'm gonna dive into that a little bit. The more. Julio Rodriguez bonus. 
Gamble responsibly, though, too. Of course. Absolutely. Check out our friends at Betway. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Do you have anything else you want to add? People always think I'm cutting you off. Greg's well, the chat. Give... Well, I, don't, I don't see the chat. chat. Uh, Lisa Martin jumped in. Go Mariners. Ryan Schaap, if he were here, would be saying the exact same thing. Uh, nobody nobody has thrown out a Go Jays or anything like that. And the final results of the Willanen or Pullman poll, 92% say Willanen, 7%. Say Tucker. Bring it Pullman. up. Bring it up again, Alex. Willanen, let's close out on this here. Spent a lot of time with yeah. this editing last night. There he is. All right. There's our guy. That's all you're that's all that's all you're left to say I for like the rest it. of the show. For my co-host Chris Faber and our technical producer, Alex Allard, my name is David Hujelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? 